Introducing the new way to play Daily Fantasy with Jack Market. Jack Market is where Daily Fantasy Sports becomes a stock exchange. Buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time. Make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live for the NBA, PGA, and the NFL. Take control of your fantasy sports experience and download Jack Market now in the App Store. Android coming soon. An injury-filled week two has us scrambling on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Hello everyone and welcome into Fantasy Football in 15. It is Monday, September 21st, week two, just about in the books, 15 games down, one left to go. That is the Monday night game with the New Orleans Saints in Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. I am Michael Beller. I am joined by Derek Van Riper. DVR, I hope that Sunday went better for you than it did for a huge swath of the NFL. Just an absolutely brutal day in the injury part of this game of football. How are you doing today? Relatively well, I think, when I look around and see all the injuries. I don't think they impacted my season-long teams all that much. They didn't crater my DFS lineups, uh, but it is carnage looking through the week two news as we get ready to record here so let's get to it let's get to it yeah no one likes to see a day like that we want every single player in the NFL to be healthy all season long and we know that can't possibly be the case but even knowing that you are never prepared for days like we had on Sunday it started early and it started with one of the biggest names in our game Saquon Barkley went down with what you could tell right away was going to be a serious injury, and our worst fears were confirmed later in the day on Sunday. Saquon Barkley done for the 2020 season with a torn ACL. So you look at who could potentially replace Saquon in the Giants' offense on Sunday in their loss to the Bears. You had Deion Lewis carrying most of the load. He got 10 carries, turned that into 20 yards, and a short touchdown. Also caught four of five targets for 36 yards. Wayne Gallman was inactive in this game, but have to imagine he is going to be in the mix going forward. When you are going to be making your claims over the next, uh, we'll call it 48 hours or so, 24 hours, however your leagues uh, end up doing that, uh, what are you going to be doing with this Giants' backfield? In full PPR leagues, I've got a little bit of interest in Lewis, but we're talking deeper leagues, like 14-plus teams. I think this is a timeshare. Maybe they're the team that finally goes out and, and signs Devontae Freeman. I think he's better than both backs they have. He can do a little bit more and consolidate touches and targets, but this is a tough blow for the Giants. I mean, that missing Saquon for most of last season really stunted their growth, I think, as an offense. I think it's going to hurt Daniel Jones quite a bit. It may make this team really pass happy, though, so maybe it's enough to open up uh, enough targets for this offense to sustain either three receivers or two in a tight end on a week-to-week basis, which was something it really couldn't do with a back as talented as Barkley in the backfield. Just absolutely brutal for Saquon after having the ankle injury last year and then this this year, and just a cruel twist of fate for Daniel Jones and this Giants offense. Going into the game Sunday, I read somewhere this was the first game in Daniel Jones' career that Saquon Barkley, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and Darius Slayton were all active at every other point last year. At least one of those guys was injured in the first game. Saquon goes down for the season. Sterling Shepard we will get to in a little bit. But first, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. He suffered an ankle injury in the third quarter of this game. Actually suffered it on a touchdown run. Ended up missing 
missing the rest of the game. He's got an MRI scheduled for Monday. How much interest would you have in Mike Davis if Christian McCaffrey is forced to miss time? He would likely take over as the starter in Carolina should that happen. You know, I like him more than the situation that the Giants have, even though McCaffrey's ankle injury at this point at least doesn't appear to be a season-ending thing. We'll obviously know a lot more uh, later in the day on Monday. I, I think with Davis, there's also less competition for touches in the short term as well. Uh, the one concern I have is that Carolina's offense looks kind of just okay and not great. And once you take Christian McCaffrey out of it, I think they become a lot more one-dimensional. So, you know, Mike Davis could be a volume hog, a guy that's a somewhat efficient back, can catch some passes, hasn't done a ton of that. I think 34 passes in 2018 was the most we've ever seen him use as a receiver. Uh, that was back with Seattle. I mean, it was a low-end RB2 at best, and even that might be a bit of a stretch for him. So better than Gallman, better than Lewis, but still not a guy that I'm necessarily breaking the fab piggy bank to get because I don't think the situation for this offense as a whole is very good. All right, well, let's move on to another big name getting an injury on Sunday. It's Devontae Adams leaving the Packers' 42-21 win over the Lions with a hamstring injury. He was on the sideline. He didn't have to leave the sideline. He didn't even come out of his uh, jersey. He didn't have his helmet on, of course, but was in his jersey, was in his pads. It was a game the Packers had mostly in hand for the balance of the second half. So I'm not sure how serious this one is. We did see Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, catch three of seven targets for 64 yards. Alan Lazard reeled in three out of five. 445 yards. These guys were already on the fantasy radar to begin with. I think they get a little bit more interesting with this Devontae injury, but again, if he does miss time, hard to see it being more than a week, just judging by his body language uh, after he suffered the injury. Yeah, I mean, if you had to guess what the injury is, it's probably a grade one hamstring strain. Sometimes guys play the following week with that. Uh, if it's a little more serious, the Packers do have a week five bye, so in the I guess worse scenario, not the worst case scenario, but a worse scenario. Maybe it would only be like a two-game absence. Definitely keep an eye on the situation. I think the Packers would probably lean heavily on two tight end sets if they did have to go without Adams at any point this season because they're very thin in terms of their wide receiver depth chart. Equinemius St. Brown went on IR earlier this week. It'd be Ellen Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Malik Taylor as the primary receivers. And we did see Robert Tanyan get in the end zone in that 42-21 win over to the Lions on Sunday. Raheem Mostert uh, got off to a huge start for the 49ers. I believe that was the first play from scrimmage, maybe the second play from scrimmage for San Francisco. 80-yard touchdown run for Mostert, but later in the game left with what is now being called an MCL sprain. So that's usually something that costs a player a couple of weeks. We will have to see just how severe uh, the sprain is over the first couple of days of this week. Jarek McKinnon got three carries for 77 yards. Tevin Coleman led the team in carries after Mostert left. He had 12 carries, but just 14 yards. Did catch two targets uh, for 28 yards through the air. I think I'm a little bit more interested in McKinnon just because of the explosiveness he still brings to the table, even after all the injuries that he has had. But this is going to be one where I don't know if you really want to go too crazy for either of these guys. Neither of them is Raheem Mostert. No, and I think McKinnon's probably a little more available uh, of the two. So I, I think in most cases, you're looking at McKinnon versus someone like Deion Lewis. I like this offense a lot better because they are a run-first offense, and McKinnon's a guy that they sought out when Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco. So uh, this injury for Mostert almost seems certain to knock him out for at least a game, maybe a couple of games. So I think McKinnon becomes the primary pass-catching back in this San Francisco offense in Mostert's absence. 
All right, Jimmy Garoppolo also went down for the 49ers in their win over the Jets, suffered an ankle injury. Nick Mullins finished things out, 8 of 11 for 71 yards, through an interception. Uh, with what they do offensively, I think Nick Mullins can be a competent replacement for as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Unfortunately, we've got plenty more injuries to talk about, but first, our partners at Manscaped are here to make sure that you do not gamble on shaving the same way you like to gamble on football. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blade and skin safe technology your nicks and snags will be reduced lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and has an led light on it right now you can get 20 percent off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com slash the athletic that's 20 percent off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com slash the athletic erectile dysfunction not an easy thing to talk about usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves with lame excuses. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Go to GetRoman.com slash Football 15 today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Football 15. GetRoman.com slash Football 15. All right, DVR, next injury up to talk about is in that same state of of California, excuse me, and it is with Cam Akers. Suffered a rib injury in the Rams win over the Eagles on Sunday. Did not return once he suffered it. We saw both Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson get plenty of work. Malcolm Brown, you know, did fine with what he was given. 11 carries, 47 yards. But this week, it was Daryl Henderson stealing the show. 12 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught two out of three targets. 440 yards. Uh, Our guy Emery Hunt has been all over Daryl Henderson going back uh, to the late stages of the summer. Sean McVay has been very careful to want to keep Daryl Henderson included in this offense, and he looked the part in week two. Malcolm Brown looked the part in week one. Do we fear that this is going to be a hot hand backfield going forward? Yep, because we talked to the Athletics Jordan Rodriguez on the Athletic Fantasy Cheat Sheet, the Sunday live stream show we do every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Check it out. And just the way she was talking about the situation gave me very little confidence in the situation being predictable week to week. Akers is a guy that you expect to eventually have the largest role, but even if he has that role, he's going to share with someone, whether it's a little bit with Brown and a little bit with Henderson or mostly one of those guys instead of both, that's going to be a problem. I think that's increasingly clear. The Rams look really good in these first two games. I think the offense is firing on all cylinders. Sean McVay... Uh, is going to be a nightmare for us on a week-to-week basis if all three of these backs are healthy. So we'll see what happens with Akers. If he were to miss time, it's really hard to say where I'd rank Henderson at this point going into week three. I think he'd probably be on the outside looking in at my top 30 running backs, but that probably puts him right on that flex bubble for people in need of help on the wire. He is definitely going to be there, and he and Malcolm Brown, we got to imagine some sort of breakdown like we saw on Sunday in that win over the Eagles. I mentioned we would get to Sterling Shepard. He left the loss to the Bears with a foot injury, did not return. Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, those guys already widely owned in the fantasy football universe. But I was surprised to see Golden Tate on multiple sites, and I checked Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, and you know across all the main sites, even if you dip into Fantrax and my fantasy league, you're really looking at a combined ownership 
rate of right around 50%. So Golden Tate is somewhat available in the fantasy world. Five catches on five targets, 447 yards in that loss to the Bears. I think he becomes interesting if if uh, Sterling Shepard is forced to miss time. I think we're talking about him still as a more of a wide receiver four flex type guy in deep leagues, but definitely interesting enough to roster and to make a move for on the wire this weekend. Or this Absolutely. Week, not really a good situation in week three with a matchup against San Francisco, but if you look a couple weeks down the road, get the Rams in week four, Cowboys in week five, a couple of potential shootouts or at least situations in which Daniel Jones is going to have to air it out to keep pace with those offenses. All right, another wide receiver injury, this one in Indianapolis. Paris Campbell suffered a knee injury. At first, it was feared to be very serious, but early word is that it is not a torn ACL, but certainly something that is going to cost Paris Campbell at least some time here. So we look at this Colts offense. We know T.Y. Hilton already rostered across the board, but how about Michael Pittman? Maybe becomes a little bit more interesting. He was someone who was dealing with an injury going into the game, but was able to play, caught four out of six targets, 437 yards. I do worry about about the overall uh, effectiveness of this Indianapolis passing game. We haven't seen uh, it be all that great through two games. Uh, did get a win against Minnesota in week two, but I feel like this is going to be a team that is defined by its running game, at least in the short term. Michael Pittman, to me, Derek, on the radar in deeper leagues, but not someone who I think you need to really go after with any sort of big-time aggressiveness here in the next couple of days. He'd be a min-bid in a 12-team league where you start three receivers and have a deep bench. It's got to be deeper than that for me to do anything more than throw just a dollar at him. I think this is a situation where Phillip Rivers looks pretty washed. I think he's just going to have to hand the ball off a lot to Jonathan Taylor and probably Jordan Wilkins, too. Uh, He'll get Naheem Hines involved more than he did hopefully on Sunday going forward, too couple of quarterback injuries just to mention here. Drew Locke suffered a shoulder injury. We will be keeping an eye on that over the next couple of days. Jeff Driscoll looked all right, actually, in relief of Drew Locke in a game where Denver was able to keep it close before falling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Tyrod Taylor, the surprise scratch uh, right before the start of the Chargers-Chiefs game on Sunday. Justin Herbert definitely looked like the uh, the potential franchise quarterback of the future that the Chargers hoped he was when they used their first-round pick on him ultimately fell just short in an overtime loss to the Chiefs but Justin Herbert going to be putting himself on the radar obviously in super flex leagues and even as at least a potential stream play in one quarterback leagues we do have some other waiver plays that I want to get to really quickly here guys who aren't tied to injury situations Robbie Anderson 10 targets in Carolina's loss to Tampa caught nine of them for 109 yards Russell Gage nine more targets caught six for 46 yards and a touchdown and probably should have thrown a touchdown as well a ball that went off the fingertips of Julio Jones and then Miles Gaskin in his first game with a expected meaty role or meaningful role for Miami seven carries for 46 yards seven targets caught six of them for 36 yards out of these guys Derek the receivers jump out at me a little bit more than Gaskin and I think Gage jumps out at me a little bit more than Robbie Anderson because if the first two games have been any indication this Atlanta offense is going to have to throw the ball a ton this season. Yeah, I just think that Gage is more of the fourth option than the third option. I do think we're going to see a lot of Hayden Hurst. We saw more of him this week than we did last week. Uh, last thought on Carolina, Robbie Anderson back-to-back weeks with big target volumes. This was something I did not believe when we saw what happened in week one, but I'm increasingly convinced that there's a reason why they're targeting him more. This is a coaching staff that believes he can be a consistent playmaker. It makes Curtis Samuel kind of an easy cut. Also surprised to see that Mike Davis picked up eight catches on eight targets in this game. So maybe my interest in him is going to tick up just a little bit when you think about this defense being really bad and this offense having to throw more than they want to. 
Yeah, I'm going to steal a little bit from our buddy Jake Seeley here. He's always wanted to make the point that Curtis Samuel was inherited by this regime now in Carolina. Robbie Anderson was sought after by this regime in Carolina. We know DJ Moore is the wide receiver one here, but they were aggressive in getting Robbie Anderson. Teams will often tell you how they feel about players and what they do and what they don't do. I think Carolina is telling us exactly how they feel about Robbie Anderson for the rest of the season. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Feel free to tell us what you think of us by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast. If you are not yet an Athletic subscriber, you can get yourself a subscription for $1 a month at theathletic.com slash football in 15. For DVR, I am Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 will be back with you tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening and enjoy the game tonight.